Hey Fims, grab your journals and pens and let's tune in to that Fim Fatale podcast. Hi guys, it's the Ashley TV and I'm on that Fim Fatale podcast. I'm going to be doing a topic today. It's an interview with my friend Tori and it's going to be based on beauty being more than just skin deep. So I'm going to invite her to the live and get this started. Give yourself, give them your social media and then just let them know what you do. Okay. Hi guys, welcome. Hey everybody, okay, so my name is Tori. I am 28 years old. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. I moved here in 20, like 2019, right before pandemic hit. Um, I obviously, I'm a makeup artist, so you guys can hit me on here. It's um, at Tori, the MUA. And I also have another Instagram, but I'm trying to get into that whenever since I got a new phone, it just, Having <laughs> out with that, um, I've been doing makeup. Well, I've always loved to makeup, um, and I just kind of decided to kind of to start pursuing it, and I just excelled, and I completely love it. And aside from that, I did just land a very, very good job, which is for American Airlines. So I am going to be oh, um, the manager there. So I'm really, really excited. Thank you. So I really am excited for that, and yeah, that's really it. I'm proud of you. That's really dope. So Thank we're you. just going to hop right in. You ready? Yep. Let's go. Okay. So what inspired you to pursue being an entrepreneur and then being a makeup artist as well? So I have always like loved makeup. Um, I think the one person I always saw doing makeup was my grandma. So like I always saw her, yeah. So she would actually get ready like every day. She's a really, really early bird. So I would get to see her. She put on her lashes, like all of her makeup and everything like that. And yeah. then I think I really started experimenting it more like in junior high. And again, I didn't really know much, but I just kind of, you know, like the old school, the little thing that just pops up, you just put it on and just walk out the door, call it a day. Yeah. But I think one of the times that I actually started really like obsessing over it and falling in love with it was when I went to a cheer competition in here in Vegas, actually, oh, wow. and I got to put glitter on. Like my grandma put lashes on, and I was like, "I know you were feeling yourself." You oh, girl. Okay, so I said there's like that part, and then yeah, it was just a lot. Like it just, and it also just made me feel really good. Like it wasn't like taken away from anything, but it made me feel like more. And I love the way like I used to do like my high school friends makeup for like dances or just like the morning. So it was that was it was like really fun because I never went to the dances but i did the makeup and stuff for the dances so um why didn't you go um i would get in trouble sometimes um or to be honest i really wasn't that interested um so it's kind of like a mixture of both yeah so you know (laughs) exactly so there's like that and then um but no so then what made me want to become an entrepreneur was that i would literally charge like nothing for makeup but i just love the way it made people feel and then once i kind of started opening up people were like oh you know someone told me do you makeup can you do my makeup and i was like "Uh, sure and then i just i caught on to the feeling of people being really happy people being very like this is me and i'm like wow i did that like i i did that i remember the first time you did mine i was in the mirror like girl this girl like like exactly and i love that feeling like i think that's what keeps me going is that feeling of people feeling like it's not 
like wow like I feel like a whole like I want to wear this makeup for like the rest of my life type of thing and so I think that's what really motivated me yeah that's so dope so because of the industry that you're in and I know we both love makeup but like besides that have you ever got like any trying to find a way to work because I prepped this question, but still saying it out loud is a bit different. Okay, so within the industry that you're in, I know that it's very based on like physical beauty and pretty privilege. Have you noticed a difference in with what you're doing and how pretty privilege does affect people and how they're treated? Unfortunately, I have. I have seen it. I have. I feel like you, and again, it's, it's actually a very, very sad thing because, well, in my opinion, it's a very sad thing because someone could go, actually, perfect example, when I go into Ulta or go into Sephora, like, without makeup, no makeup on, no lashes, no brows, like, maybe some chapstick, if that, um, they almost are like, I need to help you, I need to help you, like, you need help, like, you need some not serious help type of thing. It's yeah. but in reality, they're looking at me as in you're not wearing makeup. You must not know how to do it. You're looking around, and in reality, I'm like, no, I like I really know how to do it. But I'm I'm exploring, yeah. like I'm looking, you know. Versus when I do come in, it's like everyone's talking to me. Oh my gosh, like this is amazing. You should get a job here. You should try and apply. We could use you. And it's like crazy because I'm like I didn't get that same energy when I didn't have the makeup on. Yeah. Oh so I do feel God. like, I do feel like that pretty privilege does come in with the makeup because it's, that's, I guess that's kind of, it's made people feel so comfortable with the makeup on that they start not to, they start to not feel like themselves when they don't have it on anymore. Yeah, definitely. So, I relate to that big time, especially like within modeling, it was something mm-hmm. that I had to take a break from simply because of that. Like. Mm-hmm. People are always telling you like how you have to look and how you have to be perceived. So it got to a point to where I was used to putting myself out there in a certain way. To where then when I would come home, like there'd be times I'd just be chilling at home in makeup, and I was like, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong; it's great. I love it, but mm-hmm. I really had to like take some time to myself and understand like you need to be okay with yourself, like all done up, and then mm-hmm. also not done up, because like it's you either way. So yeah. I was curious in how you felt about that. Well, no, like I definitely, I definitely can say I felt that because, okay, so I lived in Wisconsin in 2018 and mm-hmm. I would do my makeup. I was doing my makeup like every day. I'm talking like I was active. And when I moved out here, obviously, you know, the weather's different, not so humid. I was like, I don't really want to wear makeup. Like, and I got so comfortable not wearing makeup that if I'm going to be 100% honest, I didn't even want to post content anymore because I was like, I like myself without the makeup. I can go with yeah. me filling in my brows a bit. And I actually genuinely started to like really, really enjoy it. And then I was like, you know what? But no, like now I'm missing it again. Yeah. But it was You're the like, fact that like, yeah, like I'm like, wow, like I forgot what I, hey, I forgot how to do my brows. I forgot how to do this. <laughs> like that type of thing. And I was like, oh no, like we can't, like we can't lose that. So um, I'm finding balance. Like, I'm trying to find the balance in wanting to be comfortable in makeup again and not being out and being like, I just want to take off my makeup now. 
literally type of thing. That makes a lot of sense. I feel that. So how do you balance being at home, being a mom, and then the fast-paced schedule that you have? Because I know that there's been times where you're like consistently booked. How do you balance that? Um, it literally takes a village. It literally takes a village. Um, it takes a lot of like asking like, hey, when do you work? Hey, you know, can you babysit? Hey, can I drop the kids off here? Like it was it was a lot of a lot of communication that came in because it was a lot of like we don't know people here. So it was very like I developed my friendships and I developed like my kids have like their godparents here and stuff like that. Yeah. So they help out like I have to say like her and her family they help out a lot especially with watching the kids um, oh, when wow. I do need to do that type of stuff. But it was a lot of like, hey, you know, I can't do makeup between this time and this time. Or I think like when we had done like your photo shoot, yeah. it was like, I can do makeup between, you know, like 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. I have to go pick up my son. You know, and yeah. have to like dip out. Or I think like that day I had the kids watch. So I was like, cool, I can be gone all day, but I don't want to overdo it. So it takes a lot of like balance communicating and making sure yeah. that like, other people are like other people are available to help because if not, then I mean I can't just pop my kids on my back and be like, hey, I'm gonna go do like, your makeup. Right. Or, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine what that would be like if you try to bring them with, knowing you have smaller kids trying mm-hmm. to do what you do, and then if you also have them with you, I can only imagine what that would truly be. See, like. I tried, I tried because I also, um, I also am certified to do lashes and lip fillers as well. So I was like, I did it one day. And when I tell you, like, my daughter was just going off, like, in the background, like, I was like, okay, wait a minute. This is supposed to be, like, a luxury experience, like, a fun experience, like, calm, quiet. Like, I think I fell asleep at my lash lady's table, like, on her freaking getting my lashes done the other day. So I was like, this is supposed to be a good experience. And there we are hearing a baby cry in the back, like, I want my mom. So that is definitely out for the count because that does not work. I don't, know how, I don't know how people do it that way because I yeah. I genuinely couldn't. You're like, it's a no for me. It's yeah, it, it was a hard no. Because I'm like, that's something <laughs> I want people to experience because, like, you know, like, when we were doing yours, it's very calm. We're laughing. It's a vibe. Like, there's music playing. Yeah. But, like, when you have a whole baby crying in the background, you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's cool. But, like, I was expecting to kind of, like, relax this whole time and not – sit there and make me feel like I got to go pick up the baby and do your lashes while I'm doing it. Oh, I feel that. Man. Mm-hmm. So what was, okay, because I'm always curious, because I was into makeup and then I realized I only like doing it on myself, not really mm-hmm. other people. It's mm-hmm. just, but what was like the hardest thing for you to learn um, picking it up? Oh, man. Color matching, color matching, color <laughs> matching. That right there, people genuinely underestimate like how much it takes to really like actually find your color, to find your client's color. Because the last thing I want to do is sit there and spend 15 minutes trying to actually find your skin color. Because sometimes, like for me, I have to mix two different foundations to get mine. But if you have somebody that's new into it, they're going to be like, okay, well, I see like a little bit of yellow undertone. I'm going to do this, not realizing that I have some red and I have some yellow. So it kind of needs to be like a mixture of things. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's, I think that was probably the hardest thing for me. And I know 
um, when I, I, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I barely learned how to confidently color match people in 2017. Um, yeah, the ending of 2017, I started working at Impulse Beauty inside of Macy's back in my hometown. Yeah. And, um, and I told my friend, she was like, hey, do you want to take this girl? And I was like, can I watch you? Because I'm very nervous. Like, the last thing I want to do is, you know, when you go somewhere and you get color matched and you're like, oh, it's perfect. And then you like, go get ready. And you're like, this was like way darker yeah like it doesn't look that way right like exactly so like i didn't exactly and i live in a town well i lived in a town and i'm from a town where it was very it's a in my opinion it's a small town it's a small but big town like really everybody kind of knows everybody there yeah so for it to be like, I didn't want it to be like, ooh, Tori that works at Impulse Beauty. She didn't know how to color match. Like, you know, or she's making people aren't. So it was, a, yeah. I felt like there was almost a lot of pressure. But once you, once you get the hang of it, you're kind of like, okay. But then it's also doing a lot of studying on like the actual foundations to be like, okay, wait a minute. Is this going to um, oxidize? Is this going to sit there and get darker? you know, yeah. when I sweat, like all that stuff. So it takes a lot of it. So that's why I usually stick with certain brands because I know those brands. Because if not, I'm not even going to try it new on a, on a client because there's no way. Because you have to like fix a lot. I can only... Exactly. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, definitely. Things that happened once with the Fenty Foundation, I got... Did I get matched? I think I did get matched. I should have just done it myself. But I got <laughs> matched. It didn't match when I was... um testing it when she put it on later in the day and I bought the foundation later in the day it was darker and I was like what just <laughs> like and then it's like you're taking pictures and you're like okay don't post them please because yes, literally. I'm different shades like I don't like it so yeah no I definitely adjust it no but no I definitely get what you mean on that because it's yeah. it's nerve-wracking because of the way you, the way it is like right now the last thing you want is for people to be like bro you're a totally different color than you are at least i'm not the only person that's having to fix their lighting because i'm going through it today but we're still no i feel like mine keeps lightning because like it looks like almost like i was like wait a minute we're talking about foundation right now and i know my foundation matches my body so i'm like, <laughs> So I'm gonna like take like a step a back. See, see like when I back up, we're good. When I back up, we're good. But when I'm too okay. close, it looks. But yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's probably the most complicated thing about makeup. Literally. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So as far as like what you do and the physical aspect of it, how does that affect? Like, how have you seen it affect other people's mental health? Like their relationship with being pretty or their beauty. And then also, how has it affected your relationship with yourself and your beauty as well? Mm. So I'm going to, I'll start with myself because I feel like it's pretty, I feel like everybody kind of feels the same way, but it's almost as if, like, once you have the makeup on, you feel yourself, you're taking pictures, and you're so confident, and you're like posting on social media, and you're like, I love how I look. But then it's like the moment you take your makeup off, you're like, oh, like I, and I've caught myself, and I still do this sometimes. Like I can have this full face of makeup, and then it gets down to where I take my makeup off, and I'm like, okay, wait, I just posted pictures of makeup on, I'm gonna post a clean face. And then I get to where I'm gonna post a clean face picture, and I'm like, ooh, look at all of those blemishes. 
like look at all of that and then it like almost brings your confidence down because don't get me wrong i'm a confident person but i still do have my insecurities to where i'm like yeah i need to fill in my brows a bit before i post a picture i need to you know i need to use filters i need to do like all this stuff like that but then when you get to where like you're comfortable and like you stop wearing makeup let's say for a bit then you're like wow like my skin really is good like i'm yeah. really happy like so i feel like it really really fluctuate but i it really really fluctuates but i think it really has it depends on exactly how what you're going to allow yourself to feel and it takes a lot to fight that like imposter syndrome to be like girl yes. who are you telling that is a battle in itself from every exactly action. i had to do like a a whole episode on that that's something that i've suffered with for a while and i'm so thankful to be healing through it but imposter syndrome is something that most people don't even realize that they have mm -hmm. and then it's like you'll reach a certain level of success but it'll kind of like plateau or it's hard for you to get past a certain point simply because you don't even know that you think this way about yourself or that you're in your own way until you really sit there and like okay why am I not doing this? Am I not being consistent? Like, am I stopping before I could even become successful? Or am I like destroying everything before I even get to that point? Like, it's so many things that go into that. Yeah, exactly. And it's a real thing. Like you said, it's a very, very real thing that people really don't take into account because, and they don't realize it's the littlest things such as, I'm gonna wear my sandals to the store. And then that one thing that like pops in your head, like, wait a minute, are people gonna think that you're lazy if you wear your sandals to the store? Yeah. Like, okay, I wanna wear this cute top, but I don't wanna wear my Crocs. Are people gonna look at me funny? Like, <laughs> like let me go ahead and change it. That, oh my goodness. And, it, it's, so and that's like the minor of things. Like, so imagine how big it really can get if you really allow it to get to you. It's oh, yeah. crazy. If you don't have the discipline to be able to control your mind and like, uh, even with me doing content creation, so I'm gonna give y'all a fun fact. I was literally doing like YouTube and TikTok videos before this, so I had to change the lighting. I changed right before this, I ate, but like I changed my outfit like three or four times. Like, mm -hmm. because, well, one, you don't wanna be doing the video in the same outfit, so people don't know that it's the same yeah. thing, that you're just mass recording. And then after that, I'm like, okay, well, can they tell if I wear this, but if I, like, put a jacket over it, or should I change? And, like, I was really thinking about it, and I was like, no, we still need to put this content up, so I just changed. And mm -hmm. it's like, I literally changed again for this live. It's probably, like, the fourth outfit that I've worn today. Really? And I didn't even want to wear this shirt. That's the messed up part, but I was just like, well, I don't want to stream in a fit mm -hmm. that I did, like, several videos in. And that mm -hmm. just goes to show you right there, like, something so small. But it's like, how much time did you spend thinking about that before just doing it? Oh, absolutely. That's why I left the shirt changing to literally the last minute. I was like, <laughs> what time is it? Hey, guess what? It's like 3.50. All right, cool. Run with the first shirt you can think of. That's cool. Appropriate. Goes with the makeup. Good. All right, put it on. <laughs> Run out and set up everything. Because I was like, there's no way. Because if I would have thought into it, like, I probably would be wearing, like, heels right now. And you can't even see, like, here down type of thing. So it's it's a it's a very real thing and i feel like you have to really work on like your mindset to really 
like not allow that to get that way because at the end of the day if you're happy with it you're happy with what you're wearing you're happy with what you're doing then it's cool but as a content creator like i understand because i don't know if you see it seen i post a reel a couple days ago yeah. i have multiple videos that are in the same spot the same makeup the same shirt and i'm like i don't want to post them because they're all like people are going to get tired of them being like did you move from that spot or did you just record one thing and then do the other I recorded one thing and then I did the next one. Like, gotcha. you know, so it's that imposter syndrome. Like, okay, are people going to be like, this and then the, exactly. And the crazy thing is, half the time, when people don't even care, it's like, mm -hmm. little do they know, there's the videos, and I've had this happen several times. It's hit like thousands of views. It's the videos where I take two seconds to think about it, and I hear a viral song, and I'm like, maybe I should do this to this. Do the video, and I'm editing. Like, this would be a caption for what I do, and I like think of it on the fly, post it, and it goes viral. Then it's like the ones where I really put the work into it, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna love it. 20 views. <laughs> okay, so why did that happen to me? I've been on a roll with doing my makeup, like, I've been trying to get ready more, trying to get into the rhythm, like, trying to relearn yeah. my stuff. Girl, I posted this sound by um, one of this, I think it's like, it's like Jessica something about the whole flight thing, right? Like, oh, oh, people in the people in the plane, sit the fuck down, like, blah, blah, blah. It was like one of those. And I just recorded, like, I take a quick, I took a quick flight and I came back. I recorded, that thing had, like, hundreds of likes, like, thousands of, like, 7,000 something views, right? And I'm like, yeah. I literally put this, like, this, see this right there? Like, this much effort into that video. But the video that I record and I sit there and I'm redoing it, I'm like, okay, so it only got, like, a thousand something views or like a hundred something likes i'm like okay like instagram you're playing with me now like you're playing with me so i'm like wait a minute i'm not gonna do that again because their algorithm has no real algorithm like the only thing that i can say is consistent when you're posting times and like building audience sometimes but for the most part it's literally just winging it and posting consistently that's it yeah that's all exactly so now that we're on the content how much pressure as a makeup artist do you feel like we're already on this subject you kind of touched on it so i want to use this to capitalize on this question how much pressure do you feel um as a makeup artist when you do have to post content do you have like a specific like if it doesn't turn out right do you still show the fills or does your perfectionism kick in and it doesn't allow you to do it how do you get through that process um to be honest it's a really okay how do i say this so it's a very as far as like content i can tell you i have pictures that i've taken that i have not posted for the simple fact that i'm like oh my god no like my my pupils looking this way it looks funky this way so it's like a lot of like pressure <laughs> like i could be looking straight and the picture like i could show somebody the picture and be like is this a good picture like i had showed uh, my friend i was facetiming her like i think probably like two days ago when i had done that like really orange and um i just i had done that really orange and like um <laughs> like red look on there yeah. and i had facetimed my friend i was talking to her and she was like i go hey i screen shared and i was like how do you like this picture and she was like girl that's a good picture and i'm like okay perfect then i go to start posting it because obviously you edit a bit like not too much to show to still show that you're a real person and still texture like all this stuff like that and i'm going to edit it and i'm like looking at it and i was like oh my gosh 
my eye looks weird. Like, and like, she's like, what are you talking about? Your eye looks weird. And I'm like, it does. Like, it's a little like this. And this one's a little like this. And she's like, you can't even tell. And I go, you can, but I can. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to you know? bother you. Exactly. So it's stuff like that. Like, I've had times where um, I have um, two really good friends. And they, they do makeup, too. So I remember I sent a picture. I was like, oh, my God. I, go, I really, It was like a front forward facing picture like this. And it was like the prettiest picture, but I looked and I was like, my lips are crooked. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, my lips are crooked. Like I go, this one goes this way out. And they're like, no, where do you see this? And I was like, I'm looking straight at the picture. And like, and, and they like, didn't like they didn't see it, but it, it's because I think you look, I think we intentionally look for imperfections in ourselves to give us a reason to really not go forth with what we want to do. We're afraid. Yeah, so like, and it's weird because it's almost like we're seeking for something. We're not seeking like my eyebrows look good, my like not trying like, to be positive. Yeah, we're actually seeking for something negative. Exactly, like, and I behind that is, is exactly that like we are like, it, and it's a genuine thing. And like people always like stay positive, say this. You as much as you try to be positive, your brain, the way I think our generations have our our generation specifically has really grown up is we literally are looking for something to find wrong with ourselves to at least validate in a way that okay you felt this way your lips look crooked don't post it you're good move on right instead of it being like no you look good overall you're good post a picture exactly so i think like that's probably one of the hardest things when it comes to content creating is really like I can preach all I want about confidence and everything like that, but at the end of the day, like I don't do that twenty four seven because I'm not confident all the time, and it's a lot of pressure because in my pictures people are like, "Your skin's perfect, this perfect, this perfect," but I'm like, "You don't know what I have to do to get that. You don't know how I feel on this that I wipe off that makeup ten times just to get that one picture, yeah. type of thing, you know, to get that one good picture." Exactly. So it's a lot of pressure. And it, it, yeah, it's a lot. Thank you for opening up about that. That makes me, I'm going to take this moment because I can like take it and digest what you're saying because I can totally relate to that. And it sucks, especially being women, because I feel like we're already dissecting so much. And then on top of other people dissecting us and trying to break us down, it's like, we don't really have to worry too much about what other people are going to do because look at what we do to ourselves. Like, mm -hmm. it's exactly. bad, you know? And I really, there has to be other ways to get through that. And mm -hmm. that's mainly what I want. Like, overall, I built the platform for mental health to be more spoken about and everything too, but to help build other women up and make them be comfortable not only with who they are, physically but like mentally spiritually emotionally and yes. i know the battle that i've had with it so hearing that it just makes me feel a lot more motivated to continue doing this because if we're if we feel like this when we're adults what about the young kids coming up like mm -hmm. exactly and, and and there's so much healing to be done no i know it is there's a lot of healing to be done and there's it's it's a lot because and i think what really really put it into perspective is like before I could tell you like with like when I, 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 I well obviously we don't have two kids mm -hmm. so I had a boy so I yeah. never really thought about 
I'm not saying I didn't think about female confidence, but it never really hit me until I realized like, oh my gosh, like what if my daughter like doesn't like this about herself? You know, what if she's like, she has, she has the most beautiful hair. Like she has these really pretty, like soft curls. And the way I was raised is like, I was getting my, my, um, my grandmother on my father's side, she would pay for me to get my hair straightened weekly. And I'm thinking because I was raised primarily in a, um, Hispanic and more Caucasian type of town. Like there was like people, like, I guess you can say more African-American like type people, but it wasn't really like a whole popular it's it's not like vegas like yeah. when you you see like all the time. yeah yeah it, yeah it's really not it's and now it's becoming a lot more diverse i think as we've like grown up but yeah. before it really wasn't like when i was younger at least it really wasn't too crazy like you could still obviously it was somewhat because you still see people colored people and everything mixed people everything like that but i was like no like i see all these pretty girls they have straight hair so as long as i have straight hair like i'm pretty so I ruined my curls. Like I had like tight curls and they're gone. So I don't ever want my daughter to go through that, to be like, I don't like my hair or I don't like my brows. And like, you, don't like you know, yeah. exactly. Cause like I, so I was like, you know what? Like I, and I think in my head, what can I do as a mom to kind of make you like when you get older to kind of feel that way. So I kind of had some practice. I know like one of my little cousins, she was like, I don't like my freckles. And I'm like, girl. I put makeup on to give myself freckles. Like we like, with the freckles and then literally like 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 hi, yes. <laughs> like so it's it, and you like you have it. Like pop on some lip gloss, you know, if you want to do your brows, do your brows, but you literally have the freckles that professional models and makeup even cosmetically people are trying to get. Literally. And so literally like saying that, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, that's a very positive way to look at things when someone's putting themselves down because it's like, no, like someone's dying for something that you have. Someone's dying and wanting the hair that you have. Someone's dying and wanting the skin tone, the the nose shape, the lips, like someone's dying for that. So I think that's a way that I found as she grows up and I'm like, okay, I can, I can pull that out to kind of boost her a bit, to give her that confidence that she probably would need because everyone's gonna find flaws in themselves. But I'm like, it's my job as a mom, as a woman, to help her with that. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. My goodness. I'm so glad that you did that, though, because I know for a fact, like, from what you said, if you've seen it, dealt with it, and it's it's a lot. Like, it's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. People sometimes forget. They're like, oh, well, it's only physical. Like, oh, it's only beauty. Like, girls have it so easy, but it's difficult. And then being on the modeling side, it was hard. Like this uh, last convention I did, I wasn't modeling. I was actually going to go to the casting court, but I wasn't feeling too good. So the day they did the casting, I was assisting. I was a showroom assistant, but I wasn't done up this day. But I was like, you know, still feeling good about myself. And like they asked me to cast and I had on no makeup. And the whole time, like everyone was being super nice to me. And I'm just like, I don't want right now like mm -hmm. i just want to leave i don't feel my confident usual self because usually if i do a casting like my face is beat like not even like how this was today i did enough to get on camera but not like yeah. makeup because i was like your girl mm, she's trying to do all that today yeah. but if i know i have to go to casting we're getting beat and like i'm gonna wear the clothes i need to be prepared this day i just felt like i was caught off guard 
So it was like, I think we had two more designers to try on, and nobody knows this is my first time talking about it. And they were like, well, we wouldn't take you to two more designers. And literally, as they said it, I just walked out of the casting line and I left. And I've never done that. I just didn't feel confident that day. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm really not. I'm already not feeling it. And in my head, this is what I did. I was like, the chances of me getting it right now are slim to none. And the thing was, I thought about it after I left. And I was like, well, you didn't get casted. And that's mainly because you left. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have got casted. You more than likely were going to get casted because the designer after asked me, like, what happened? And I was just like, well, you know, I just wasn't feeling up to it. And they were like, okay. Like, they didn't say nothing. They were just like, well, you should have stayed. And I was just like, well, nothing I can do about it. But hindsight now and moving forward, sometimes I have to, myself and then other people, hopefully watching this, like, sometimes you have to push past that discomfort. You block your own blessing. Just like what we said earlier, the imposter syndrome, it's all too real. Like, absolutely. And I believe it because I've seen, like, like, I've seen, I think, firsthand your confidence change in, like, a matter of a shoot. Literally. Like, you were were confident coming in there. Like, you were a whole vibe. We're like, oh, Pisces, Pisces. Like, oh, like, I love this. Like, everything like that. But then it was, like, the moment that you saw yourself it was like it was like you know when you like tap into yourself and you're like okay okay and then like literally like the snapshots i had like you was just working and like you were just basically doing like your own thing like it was the ash it was literally the ashley show and we were just there for the ride and i was like i'm here for it like I'm loving it. Like it was the confidence, and so I understand what you say because I, I I understand. But it's also I think we also have to learn to allow ourselves to have those days. Now you know for next time. Like wait a minute. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go in there confidently. I'm gonna do my business, and then guess what? Once I get out of here, then I can go back to my. Oh, okay. Let me get myself together. Let me start to make myself feel better. It's but like in that moment, you're like, okay, put it aside. I'm gonna work it. I'm gonna get this casting. Then I'm gonna go home and eat some popcorn, chip, whatever, and just relax or something. Because, like literally. So no, I definitely understand that, and it's good that you're open about that type of stuff because a lot of people aren't. Like it, it's 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 hard to. It's we're in a time where it's hard to normalize it. Like it's barely becoming normalized to really be okay with that. Because I know yeah. I've walked out of opportunities before where I'm like, oh no, I'm and not here today. You, uh, you pretty much like, you punish yourself for it afterwards, like multiple times and you're like, why didn't I do that? I should have done it. But mm-hmm. then you leave because you weren't feeling like yourself at the time. So it's just like, you can't win for losing in that case. Exactly. It literally is like a, it's, it's a, I see it as I've really, really been living by it's never a loss. It's always a lesson. Yeah. Amen. And because I feel like people, I feel like, and I, I've done it myself. I'm one of those people where I'm like, I, I how do I say, I glorify, oh, I took this L. I took this yeah. L. I took this loss. But then it's like, now I'm really trying to see it as it's not a loss. It's just a lesson because at least you know for your next time. If you occur this, remember this moment exactly. Make it a core memory to remember this moment. Like, wait a minute. Remember when I sat there? You know what? I'm going to run through it. We're going to do yeah. it. And we're good. 
Girl, I learned that lesson quick because the following day they still put me on as an assistant. And so the other designers and like uh, people that they had came and I was like showing the dresses and I was helping the models. And like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come in done up the other days, have my fit right, like just feel myself work through it. Literally every day after that, when I came in and I like tapped into that energy, everyone complimented me, the other models, the designers, and like, we love your outfit, you look great. And then one of the ladies pulled me aside and she was like, send in your model submission link so for the next city that we're in, you can do the modeling and not the show mm-hmm. assistant. Yeah. And I was like, see what happens when you knock in your head? Like, mm-hmm. exactly. But the flesh. universe works in mysterious ways because let's say you had gotten that casting and let's say you went to a thing and you were like, I'm not feeling this right now. And you weren't at your full potential. Then you would have knocked yourself down more because you're like, oh my gosh, like, I got to model with these designers and I wasn't feeling my fullest. But then now you're like, wait a minute, like they reached out to me, like they were like, send this in, we want you. So at least now you're like, you know what? Like, I got this on lock. Like I'm good. Literally. Literally. Yeah, it's usually right. like the universe works in very, very mysterious ways sometimes. <laughs> Man, who are you telling? That's so true. I'm finding out the things like if it's for me. It's a blessing. If not, it's a lesson or it's God's mm-hmm. protection. Like, it's yeah. one way or the other. And I'm thankful, though, because I feel like these past few years have been some of the best and worst years of my life. I've probably gone through a little bit worse when I was younger. But in my adult life, these are some of the hardest years. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot about myself, and I'm still evolving. Like, I don't feel like I'm fully me simply mm-hmm. because, like, I'm still changing but for the most part, I have a good idea of who I am, and I like this person, and I can genuinely say that, and I'm thankful for this journey because um, what started out as me wanting to model and do all of these things allowed me to kind of figure out what my path was, and it's being able to help with mental health awareness. That's what I wanted. That's what I'm doing. Let me fix my verbiage. That's what mm-hmm. I'm doing, and that's what I have this platform for. But it's like, had I not gone through bad ups and downs, the modeling, the insecurities, the questioning myself, taking a break and getting back into any everything and kind of now being more picky and choosy with what I'm doing, maybe I wouldn't have figured out that this was for me and that mm-hmm. this is what I needed to be doing. No, absolutely. I, I agree 1000% because I can tell you right now, in all honesty, we made a big move to Wisconsin from California. Wisconsin so that's very very different out there within I think it was it was was it it was either April I know it's going to be a big jump it was somewhere from April to June yeah where I had found some girl on YouTube and she was reading tarot cards and I was like and mind you before that I was like no type of spiritual really like not like not even tapped it no nothing like I saw those and like I remember I literally was like I was like tearing up listening to her and I'm like oh my gosh like oh my gosh I remember we didn't have a car at the time so I would Uber to the um to the library and I got books and like it was like crystal books like all this and I was like oh my gosh like this is crazy like this is like this is literally insane and I think that right there is when I opened my own doors 
to really allow myself and i'm still learning because i'll tell you right now like have i been slacking in my spirituality absolutely i really have been because i am like i'm still i feel like i'm still adjusting and again it it sounds crazy but i'm still adjusting mentally emotionally and physically after having my daughter even though she's going to be two in october i'm still adjusting because i don't feel quite comfortable in my skin just yet like I'm still trying to like get that back. So it was, but that's what started it. So that was back in 20, 2019. It's 2022. So I'm literally still learning, still on my path, still trying to like find my way. And one thing I love is that when I do post stuff, you know, about the universe, I post things about Zodiac, people are like, shut up. Like I needed to see this. Like, no way, this is crazy to me. And I think one of my biggest takes on it, which was something that's like a really, really proud moment for me is, um, I've actually, and I think it's about three of my friends. And I think one of them actually just hopped on here. Um, So I actually really got about, I think think it's about two or three of my friends really in tuned with their spirituality. So it was kind of like, I came in and I kind of opened that door and like now I'm getting to see them blossom in their spirituality and I'm like, that's right. Like, I love yeah. that for you because it, they're just like, it, like, it's crazy. Like, I've, like, I don't know if they possibly knew about it before or if it was something they never really considered or what the case may be. I mean, they might pop on and say it. I'm not sure. But I can tell you, I just had one talk with my um, Michael Madden and like probably maybe a month or so ago and she was like, I never really was into the whole universe thing. I never was into like tapping with myself, like all that until like I met you. And then I'm like, and I love that for you because people just think it's this crazy, like, hey, you're a Pisces, you're a fish. Like, no, it's it's a lot deeper than that and really rooted and like embedded in you. And actually like, it's literally like a whole life path to becoming who you really, really are. When you reach that point, understanding who you are exactly and that's why it's like it's it's a lot like it takes a lot to actually like understand who you are because like i said i've been on the journey since 2019 i'm still doing it like i'm 28 years old and i'm still finding myself oh yeah i feel that same here same here and then also a lot of people aren't always aware of it's non-stop like it's a cycle after cycle not the same repeating cycle unless you're in that karmic energy but a lot of times people think oh well once you elevate spiritually nope it's a new test and a harder one at that and mm-hmm. a lot of times you're just failing upward that's mainly mm-hmm. what it is you're failing yeah. upward like you mess up mess up mess up mess up finally get it just mm-hmm. to get a new test mess up mess up mess up mess up yeah. get it again mess up some more <laughs> exactly and it's like it's never ending like you're like hey i found peace doing this and the next thing you know you're like bro here we go with a whole nother rodeo like right, i thought i just right. settled this like no so i i definitely agree with that one it, it's it's truly never ending it really isn't literally literally i feel like this time around it's like my second or third like i've had a few ego this this one's like second or third one and it's gotten, it's been intense every time. It might be, yeah, I think it's like third or fourth, actually. It's, it's mm-hmm. been, it's happened a lot. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm good. 
then something else happens, and then something really tragic happens, and then I go through a whole shadow side. You know how that takes over in your spirituality. Yeah. Sometimes you go back to your shadow side and certain things you thought you left alone because mm-hmm. you're comfortable, and then you realize that's not working, so then you cope even worse. And then after, like you said, not doing the spiritual work, you're put in a position where you have no other option. So then you're mm-hmm. forced to heal, and it's like you go through this like learning how to let go of certain parts of yourself and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and release, honestly, mm-hmm. and then build from there. That's mainly what it's just been. Oh no, absolutely, and I think that's one of the hardest things that we have to unlearn and relearn is to unlearn and relearn everything like it's it's the most like intense thing i've ever had to do because i be like cool guess what i've been good for a week ain't no one gonna tell me nothing i'm good and the next thing you know guess what the next day comes and i'm like okay i don't want to get out of bed i just want to lay there like my friends are like hey you're ignoring my facetime call okay like and they're like it's not like you what's going on what's happening and i'm like it's happening again like we're it's going crazy man yeah like it's it's crazy okay amen to that it's like i think the most recent one i had was uh during the summer i want to say it hit like two or three years after my grandma's passed because that's like the most significant thing that I've had happen in my life recently, and it's been two or three years, but time does not exist. For those of you watching, if you didn't know, that doesn't exist. It's time mm-hmm. is not linear like people make it seem, and that's a whole different tangent, but I just want to let y'all know. Mm-hmm. But it becomes a point I've noticed with myself there's a pattern. It hits a certain time because she passed around like my birthday, so I'll be good at this time. I'm set, I'm set, I'm set. Holidays hit and I go back to my shadow self, and then I ride that way for almost like four months to half a year. Then I hop back off after that season. Like, it's happened consecutively since you passed. Mm-hmm. Now that I've noticed it, now that I'm aware of it, this time I'm going to try to do things a little different. And, like, um, this will be the first official time this coming year that I allow myself the room and space and, like, patience to actually go through whatever it is that I need to go through. I'm freaking scared shit. I'm not ready, but I'm ready. Oh, well, well, of course. (laughs) I think that's, and I think that's one of the things that I've discovered. And I think that I openly started saying in 2020 is I was like, I'm tired of holding things in. Oh, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I don't hold things in because I most definitely still do, which is one of my biggest, like, it's one of my biggest flaws is I still, I still will hold things in. Now, am I trying to work on it? Absolutely. Sometimes. I, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things. Like, it's one yeah, of those baby steps. Baby so, steps. like, no, so it's like that. So then I remember I sat there and I had a conversation. It was like, um, with, with, uh, what was it about? I don't remember what it was about, but I, I just felt it. I didn't feel right. And I was like, you know what? You cannot feel your feelings, and that's okay. But me personally, I need to feel myself. No, I agree. Awareness is, it really is the first step. And it's, it's 
almost one of the hardest accepting it too because you're like oh wait did i just really admit that yeah you did just admit that now i need to work i gotta speak my truth (laughs) exactly so i think that was the biggest thing and i think that's one of my biggest things from especially from growing up is i feel like i was almost never really able to feel my feelings Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of i need to cry but I'm going to hold it in because you're just going to call me weak or you're going to tell me to stop crying type of thing. And like now getting older, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. No, I need to cry. Exactly. I'm like, I need to cry. So guess what? If I need to put on a sad song to cry really quick, exactly like this, but you need to let it out because once you do and you actually feel your feelings, it feels so good because you're like, wait a minute. I feel like I just elevated a tad bit because I allowed that. Exactly. And I think it's having to unlearn the, I'm just going to like push it over here and I'll deal with it later. Push it right here and I'll deal with it later. Because the atmosphere brought up in um, being of ethnic background Mm -hmm. and indigenous backgrounds, the environment that we were in, our ancestors were in, the people before us, it was a lot of survival. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Amen to that. It's okay. It was a lot of survival. And us as women had to step into a very masculine energy and suppress a lot so that we could get through the things that we were going through at that time. And it's like once you actually try to tap back into your feminine traits and really allow yourself to find out who you are, because when you're operating like that in survival, that's not you. That's a version of you, but that's not who you are. So once you try to really dig deep pull back those layers one it gets scary because you find out you don't even know yourself because of how you've been operating Mm -hmm. and then two it's like if i do allow myself to feel am i ever going to stop that's something it's like you gotta kind of balance it allow yourself to feel what you need to but it does get scary because there's been moments Mm -hmm. like i've had to where it's a crying fish like i'll just be crying all day like it recently Mm -hmm. happened a few days ago and it's a part of my healing journey. Like, I just let it happen. And it's because I spent so much time holding it in, holding it in, holding it in. So now it's just like, all right, we're coming out. Like, I'm coming out. Literally. Like. Literally. So it's like, you're, you have to allow it. And like, no, I agree completely because it's, it's, like I said, I think it all stems from, like you said, is childhood. Like, I always feel like, how would you say it? It was always, I know there's one thing that my mother would always say, and it was always like, I'll be good with or without you. It's always me and my kids. It's me and my kids. Like, And it was that very masculine energy that was like, go ahead and leave us because we're going to be good regardless. And I, I've kind of taken that on in a way, but I am breaking up. Like, I'm trying to break apart with it because that's not how I want to be. Like, I'm not saying I want to be submissive and I want to be like, tell me what to do. But I don't want to sit there and feel like, I want to be able to give someone else the reins and feel comfortable and not feel like I have to have a plan B in the back because like what like are you really going to be able to like I guess it's almost like I'm not confident enough in you because I'm too confident in myself to be able to get it done like I really need to yeah on that type of thing so I feel like that it's it's crazy because I feel like a lot of us are raised very very similar and it's like very hard to break from that 
I think that is so true. Just like um, Denise was saying, asking for help, like it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like what you said. And then also, it's nothing wrong with being submissive. I think mm-hmm. sometimes too that word gets misinterpreted. It's the mm-hmm. subservient part that isn't what you want to be. Being submissive just means that it's okay for you to step back. You can trust and follow yeah. your provider's lead because you trust them that much and you trust yourself enough to know that you're not going to follow behind someone that's blind. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know? But being subservient is more so not only are you following behind this person that could be leading you blind, but you've also lost your voice, your influence, and your best interest within all of that. So I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like part of us um, getting back to our femininity is knowing that being submissive is okay. Because Mm -hmm. there's no reason that we should have to be the provider, the caretaker, the mother, also be entrepreneurs, try and be emotionally, physically, financially, and abundantly happy and healthy. Also, so we can make someone else happy and healthy and heal them. That's too many hats to be wearing. Like if you can do all of those things, congrats to you, but I don't want, I don't want all those titles. No, I think it, I think we can. Like we really can, because we're very, very capable of doing that all. Um, was you trusting yourself that you have to choose? Yes. Amen. Yeah, I agree. Trust me. Amen. I agree 1,000% on that. Amen. Um, trust yourself. Trust you. Exactly. And like I said, like, I think as women, you really can take on everything, but it's a matter of now I took on everything. When's my breaking point going to happen? Because I know it's going to Oh, your sound went out. Okay, you back. No worries. No, so it was, it's a lot of now, okay, I took on that. I took on this, I took on this, I took on this, I took on this. Now, when is, when is my break and when is the breaking point going to come? Because now I'm tired. Exactly. Now I did it all. What, exactly. what, what what's going to happen next? So I feel like that's, it's a lot and it's when you grow up a certain way, when you're, in certain situations, certain ways, it's kind of like, okay, so when can I give you the reins? Can I give you the reins at all? Like, are you gonna do it how I do it? Because of what you saw, the dynamic probably at home between uh, if you're mom and dad or grandmother and grandfather, yeah. you know, or at some point aunt, uncle, like we've seen those dynamics to where they had so-called providers, but it wasn't really masculine. It was like a toxic masculinity. Yeah. And then you're constantly wondering because of how your childhood played out like, and because um, in your unconscious mind, you carry some of those things Mm -hmm. unknowingly. So it's like, yeah, you get in a relationship and you would like to trust, but because there's certain things that you hadn't healed, you're now in a position to where these things are, history's repeating itself. Mm -hmm. And so you have an idea, you can feel it, your intuition is telling you, but yeah. you don't understand it or trust yourself enough to know, like, okay, there's some healing I need to do before I can even trust somebody else. To do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's like a yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
that's good. It's life. That's life. Mm -hmm. It's like the never-ending book of life. Mm -hmm. It is, but I think then that's where it comes in, where I think we talked in the beginning about having those people that you... General trauma is where we have to fix some of those. Amen. Absolutely. We really, really Amen. do because it's a... It's a lot and it can really, it can ruin a lot. It can damage you as a person in it, but it's also being aware that that's, that you have that generational trauma and then being willing and open to actually changing it is probably one of the hardest things you're ever going to do. Oh, amen. Absolutely. Amen that. And then, but it, it, what also comes hand in hand with that is, is having the people, and I'm not saying that, and genuinely, like, I'm not saying that you need people to heal you, but like, let's say, for example, that one time me and you had went to the bookstore and we were just in there vibing, talking, it's coffee. it was like healing in that way, because it's like, I'm on the same level with somebody, I'm on the same vibe with somebody, like, we're like, I'm saying stuff I haven't said out loud, like, this feels great, like, it just made me feel aware. Yeah, like yeah. community support. Like you yeah. Said. Like, so I definitely feel like that's, it's, it's definitely needed because there's some things that like, you can do a lot on your own, but there's some things that you just like, Hard. I need somebody, I need help type of thing. Amen to that. Amen to that. Before we go, because you know how these lives be, they have like a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, with everything that we said and with your life experience, with mm -hmm. what you do, an entrepreneur, a mom, a spiritualist, everything, what are some advice or words of wisdom that you have for people that are watching that could be going through the same thing or multiple things that we spoke about in the stream today? I would say there's a few. I would say definitely as hard as or as much as imposter syndrome comes through, it's always believe that everything is always going to be a lesson whether you have the worst worst thing happen to you there's a reason why it happened i'm not saying should it have happened no but did it happen yes can i learn from it absolutely you can there's you can always push forward you can always go up because the only way and the only direction you can go from down is really up that's the only way you should want to go i would say as an entrepreneur you just have to go for it like there's no, because the longer you wait, like I tell my friend, she, um, for example, just really quick, she went to, um, she's like, oh my God, do I go to dental assisting school, blah, 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 blah. And I said, yes. And she's like, it's going to be hard. I go, but, but guess what? In nine months, nine months is still going to come. And either you're going to graduate as a dental assistant or you're going to sit there and look back at, I could have been a dental assistant right now. Mm -hmm. So guess what? She did it. And now she's a dental assistant and she's freaking amazing. So I'm like, I love her for that. And so it's, there's, so I would say it's just going for it and really having the confidence in yourself to know that there's a reason why you want to. If you can't, if you're like, okay, I don't know what direction to turn, reach out to somebody, reach out to life coach, reach out, reach out to somebody because somebody's going to be able to help you direct you like and you know i think like somebody had said don't be afraid to ask for help because i'm still learning things like i said i've been doing makeup for this long i you know i've worked with photographers i've worked with models i've done all that stuff it's but there's still some things i'm learning like wait a minute how can i do this different you know working on darker skin how can this work it with how can i transfer that onto lighter skin like how can i there's always so much learning and i feel like that's another big thing is you can't be afraid to learn new things 
because you're going to learn something new every day. Like I could be like, you know, like makeup by Mario. I guarantee he's still learning things till this day because you always like, you can't just be like, I'm a perfectionist in this way, in this industry. No, you're going to learn something new. And guess what? Those youngins that are coming in are going to sometimes be the ones to teach you what you need to learn. And, oh, I didn't know I could do it that way. I didn't know. You absolutely can. So then I would say just to conclude it, it's just, it's mainly building the confidence within yourself and really just striving and pushing. If you know you love something, just do it. If you know, if that slightest thought in your head is like, I really want to do this, but cut out the butt and just, just do it. Like literally just do it. Amen. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation. We definitely need to connect soon. Long overdue. Oh, absolutely. That's why I was like, now I have your number. You have my number. Just new numbers. So text me. We can yes, plan our it's giving bookstore vibes again. <laughs> it's exactly. I'm getting like chai tea vibes. Like, do I need another astrology book? Like, I'm yes. still studying the one, the book that I just got. Remember the, the astrology book I got? The birthdays, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's the most interesting thing ever, actually. And I guess there's one, there's, I guess there's a couple that are in the same, um, the secret of language of blankety blank blank. And I definitely want to get those ones. So I'm definitely open we to should see. I'll text you and see what you're doing. No, <laughs> absolutely. Definitely. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the conversation, boo. And we'll definitely have to do another collab. Just let me know what your schedule's like. Okay. Awesome. No, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, everybody that came on. I really appreciate it. And I know, I don't know about you, but I'll definitely, if I can, I probably would just like save it just so I could like leave a post. Or yeah, something, but I, can, touch on it. I think you can save it or I can save it and then I'll save the archive and then send it to you if you like. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. And then just shoot me a text and we could definitely plan another coffee date and stuff like that. Yes, so thank you so much, Denise, for thank tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. She's always a vibe. All right, boo. Until next time. Bye. Bye, guys.